I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z that stands for Zach. And today, we're going Zach, into another... Zach, Zach, I'm going to need you to just relax that space <sighs> in the middle of your eyebrows. That They call it the triangle of sadness. <sighs> A little more relaxed. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're going to go into another Best Picture nominee, the triangle of sadness. Uh, I think you're giving a lot away here. How'd you like it? <laughs> so Zach didn't like it. Um, this. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see our quick thumbs up, thumbs down review on what we thought of the movie, you can go to our Instagram at a.z underscore movie review. And you can find probably happier things like trailers on our Twitter at a underscore z underscore movie review but yeah we saw triangle of sadness uh another uh, one of our best picture nominees that we're rolling through directed by ruben ostland who's an icelandic filmmaker i believe or swedish filmmaker who's known for um some black comedy satire that kind of pushes the envelope and we got some of that here in triangle of sadness what did you think? Indeed we did. I don't know. I I feel like I start all of that with, I don't know. But I don't think I disliked it as much as you do. Ugh. But of the, of the ones we've seen, it's not my favorite. It is, it's, it's been kind of, we saw this, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. It's been running in my head just like, in the background of just <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Certainly did. I, I'm very mixed. I, I think this might be one of those, how we had talked earlier when the nominations came out about how there is a requirement to have 10 nominees in the best picture category. This, this might have been just one of those filler ones i don't know um i i fully agree that there is a lot of heavy handed satire on this one yeah um but it is it's a journey it's long it's what two and a half hours yeah it's it's one of the longer ones that we've had to take in it's two and a half hours and the the I would say the movie itself doesn't really start until about an hour in, uh, hour and a half. <laughs> but not my favorite. Not my favorite. No, it um, it is. This is the sort of movie that when people that don't watch the movies that just want to deride the Oscars as being out of touch, artsy nonsense. That's what this movie is. This is what people think Oscar movies are that don't watch movies, if that makes sense. A little bit, yeah. I agree it's definitely not as attainable or digestible as some of the other ones nominated. Like, on its face, this movie is ridiculous. (laughs) It's just absolute nonsense. When you dive into the deeper meanings, and like, yeah, I, I get what they're trying to say. It's quite clear what they're trying to say. As far as the satire of it all goes, you know, takedowns of the rich and gender roles. And it's just like, I get it. It, but it, it, it hits you over the head and it just, it's one of those things like it's pretentious. The people that like this movie are pretentious film goers. That's rude. They are. That's rude. That's not true because I, I have spoken with somebody who, enjoyed watching it and she is not pretentious at all okay (laughs) i just 
I mean, it, it will, it'll be easier to go over when we, when we dive into it a little bit more, but like, I just, the movie is trying to say something and I get it, but it's just like enough already. Just tell <laughs> the damn story. And it, it just, like you said, this movie it, it takes at least an hour and a half to actually start the interesting part of the movie. Uh, but by then, I feel like you're kind of already, you're, oh, you're very fed up. And if you're not, exactly. I don't know how, because the that middle portion. <laughs> the movie's broken up into three parts. The first part is like, okay, I get it. You're setting up characters and whatever. But it also goes on way too long. And it's like, what are you doing? The second part goes on way too long. And it's like, what are you doing? I like, I get what you're pointing out, but like. There's no story happening here and we leave our main characters for a long time and then they just go for the lack of a a pun about a movie on a boat off the deep end here <laughs> uh and just go far beyond what anyone should like be subjected to uh in a movie and then the third act happens and now oh this is finally interesting. I told you cuz you 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 asked me and I and I was thinking this myself if we weren't watching all of these for the sake of getting all the best picture nominees in and trying to take in the year of film and all that sort of stuff, I wouldn't have sat through this. You would have turned it off. I would have. if, if Or left the theater. If I had gone out to see this in the theater, I would have left. And if I had been sitting at home watching this for pure enjoyment purposes, I, I certainly would have turned it off in the middle of the movie. And yeah. just say, you know what? I'm going to go watch YouTube or I'm going to go play a video game because this is not worth my time. And again, there is the deeper meanings and the examination of whatever. But like, I don't know. It, it, it's not that the movie's like too smart for me or too heady, because I think if you're anybody that has any level of reading comprehension, you get it. Yeah. It's not hard to understand. It's just, I, they beat you over the head with it. I think maybe there is, it's, it's fair to say that, because there are, there, I mean, we watched some, not, we watched a trailer of it after we watched the movie, and yeah. there's like quotes kind of woven into the trailer where right. they say, this is wickedly funny, and I wasn't busting a gut it's, or anything. It's not. There were like <laughs> some moments where, you know, it's like, ah, but, you mm-hmm. know, I think maybe there's, there are different types of humor. There's different types of comedy that appeal to people. And maybe this one just was not, not a fit. No, it's, it's, it's for, again, maybe pretentious isn't the right word, but it is a thing of like artsy folk might love it. Cause it's like, Oh, the way that he used theme and metaphor. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. I'm like, I'm down for a good metaphor. I'm down for a good satire. Like we last year we watched. Um, oh, don't look up. Don't look up. I hated you hated that. that. I, I hated it. And I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> like in, you know, that's a satire that maybe is a little bit more blunt, I guess. But. I just feel like I don't know. I don't feel like this movie was doing anything new or interesting in terms of taking down its subject matter or what it's a- attacking here in terms of like class hierarchy and power and uh, wealth and uh, haves gender and roles. Haves not. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't feel like it did anything revolutionary there. I think the thing that puts it over the top is the lengths at which it goes to illustrate this. And then there's an entire, it's quite an incredible journey. Yeah. And then there like, the th- and the the thing that is the part where I would have turned it off, truthfully, is the part that everyone's going to end up talking about. Like, if you see this movie, the first thing you're going to talk about, besides whether you liked it or didn't, is going to be that the middle, like, shock value yeah. uh, portion. And that's not even what the movie's about. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's this... 20 minute sequence that just does not stop i want to say it wasn't that long but it probably was it's a it's an awful 20 minute family guy joke uh that let's just get into it and and talk about it (laughs) 
yeah, it just, I don't know. I let's let's go to the awards portion of this, and before we go into the plot stuff, so it's um, it has three nominations at the Academy Awards: Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. In terms of Best Picture, is this a Best Picture nominee? Like, should it be, in your estimation? Um. It's, I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. I, I can't outwardly say no as it has been nominated. I think yeah. based on having this, and this is a bold stroke for me, having not seen the movie, but hearing you talk about it and having not seen the rest of the nominees yet, I think you would say take this, nomina- this movie out and nominate The Northman instead. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Because if you say no, this isn't a nominate. This isn't worthy of a nomination. What do you nominate instead well, then to fill out the ten? I think the I know we didn't see it, but from all the commentary I've seen afterwards, and even just in the last week, people watching the Woman King. Oh I yeah, think is, Fair is enough. one that you know is left off, and it's weird because in terms of like what gets left off. It sounded like a lot of people were saying this was going to make it for sure and that yeah. they were that one of the ones that kind of snuck in on them was women talking. Interesting. And okay. we'll, I mean, we'll we'll get to that one in, in, uh, in a couple days here. But um, I just. I, is it a Bex Pitcher nominee? I understand why it is. Yeah, because it's that type of movie that. Uh, as a as an Academy voter, as one of those people that's part of the rich, when you watch sure. someone that's one of your own do this elegant takedown of you know <laughs> whatever, you're like, oh, he's right. I feel good about voting for this movie, whether or not it's actually good, yeah. Yeah. whether or not it actually is like worthy. You as a voter, like. Oh, this is art to me, and therefore I feel good about nominating this art because yes, we are woke as well. Uh, you know, it's it. I, I just, I don't know. I I feel like this isn't this is not a movie for the common man, like the common person, like because I think it's really just a yeah, like the regular people can get behind the message of it of taking down, you know the rich but i think there is a lot more to it uh especially in the in that third portion of the film um that may i think the whole thing if if we took our friends to watch this we always use them as examples (laughs) because they're some of the best and worst of moviegoers um wow it's it's true it's it's you know it's just people have different interests that's not a good or a bad thing it's just um but if we took them to watch this, I don't think any of them would enjoy this. Yeah. You know? But we get it. Uh, best director for Ruben Ostland. Yeah, sure. He had a little, kind of a lot to navigate there. I mean, I think in terms of direction-wise, there is a lot of things that I liked in terms of like the way it looked. Um, and there is the sequence on the boat where they they really get down like the motions of a ship. You know what I'm, what, remember what I'm talking about? Um, which I thought was one of the, one of my, the things I did enjoy about the movie was the way that it was uh, composed that way. Um, so I'll put that in there. Uh, best original screenplay. Again, I think it's just the same thing of like, what you are the as other the voter, nominations for that one? For best original Banshees of Inishirin, everything, everywhere, all at once, the Fablemans, Tar Triangle of Sadness. Okay, so we will see everything in that category. Maybe we can discuss that. Yeah. Once we finish it. Yeah. Again, I just feel like it's people are clapping this thing on the back for all the subtext that it brings forward, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, there the this movie also had one of the notable snubs that people talked about. Um. People, one of the, the nominee for acting for uh, 
Dolly De Leon, who plays um, Abigail, the mm-hmm. um, yeah, the uh, what would you call her, the cleaning lady? Yeah. Um, uh, people thought that she should have been in the best supported category, especially because there was a lack of um, nominees of color. Yeah, and her be- she would be the first Filipina um, to be nominated for that, so that would have been a, a big deal for her. But I mean, I thought she did great. I thought I thought I thought the performance was pretty good, but she was yes. nominated for a Golden Globe, so okay, and a BAFTA. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, I I feel like we're we're dancing around it. You 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 all want to hear me yell about this movie? I know you do. No, you want you to yell about this. I movie. I want to get my thoughts out about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Any any last things to say before we? move on if someone tells you that your sales are dirty tell them that your boat doesn't have any sail yes yeah <laughs> um, we'll get into that when i promise let's do spoilers yeah uh this movie is available on hulu if you want to suffer with us <laughs> So don't do what we did and rent oh. it on Amazon two days before it was going to go when on we watched Hulu tra- for free. When we watched the trailer afterwards, I saw it was from Hulu and I was like, oh, is it coming to Hulu soon? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. And sure enough, it said the day after, which, you know. Anyway, good on spoilers. Us. The sales. The sales, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they were dirt gray. Hmm. Do you think it's possible to wash them? Well, I don't think that's possible, ma'am, because uh, this is a motorized vessel. Yeah. So we don't have any sales. All right. Spoiler, plot discussion, triangle of sadness. Middle of the movie, there is um, 20 minutes of... Well, there is a setup of, like... <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, let's start in the middle. <laughs> I I just want to get this out of the way because this is the thing that like is is what people will remember. There from is this a movie disastrous the captain's dinner that is foreshadowed by yeah. um the chief stew, I guess, um saying don't have captain's dinner on Thursday because there's like a high pressure system coming in. It's gonna be for a bad time. Captain's like, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it. We'll do it on Thursday. Sounds great. And yeah. then it's this rocky. It's it's that whole day is a bad sequence of events because the boat is literally like basically tipping over and then like food was possibly prepared poorly because of other events we haven't mentioned yet. And Mm -hmm. the whole thing results in a very aggressive display of people getting sick out of their top holes and their bottom holes. When I said family guy joke, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know, it's the the just vomiting over and over and over and over again. You literally, there is a woman sitting on the toilet, shitting her brains out, (laughs) vomiting her brains out, and then being tossed around by the ship in the process as well. So falling in her vomit. She just sliding on the floor. Like you see a full like back and forth. The and back. toilets like overflow. Left and, to right to left to right. Yes. One, there is a toilet that explodes at one point. It is a whole lot. Just but we vomit also after have, vomit after vomit. Yeah, it's <sighs> rough. And like when we talk about what this, what is this movie saying? I don't think this part's saying anything. It's, it's just probably, there for shock value. It's probably that that type of comedy that just doesn't doesn't vibe because I'm sh- I'm sure there are people who are watching that just laughing their brains out. For I did a when I was doing a little reading on um the director he in an interview he was talking about what his next movie was gonna be, and to kind of give you an insight as to what his mindset is here, he specifically said in this interview he wants to make a movie that people will walk out of. <laughs> and his and his idea for this next movie is going to be everyone's trapped on a plane and for some reason the wi-fi goes out and so people can't like use their devices or whatever and so they have to like he he described one of the sequences he wants to input is a younger brother asking his older brother to use the ipad to watch something and the older brother saying in five minutes and then he wants to leave the camera on this child for five full minutes of him waiting for the iPad 
just to see how much he can make people cringe. That's annoying. This movie opens <laughs> up with... That's so irritating. <laughs> Which, when we talk about cringe, this, the opening of the movie is... The opening of the that. movie starts with, believe it or not, a, a male modeling casting call. Right. Where we meet... Our main characters. Our main character. Those people we're supposed to be rooting um, for. Model boy. I forget his name. His, so the, the, the male model is Carl. Carl. And Carl. he goes to... Yeah, he's doing a casting call. He had like a big break as like a perfume guy one time. Yeah. And now he's like struggling to, you know... Yeah, there's like a, like a, I don't know what you would call him, a vlogger or something. And he's like something. going Content around creator, talking yeah. to all these models. And it's just it's like a really weird sequence until Carl actually goes in the room. He does his audition. One of the, the casting directors tells him to relax his triangle of sadness. Which I take to mean... The three points with your two eyes and mouth? Is that your triangle of I sadness? I thought the triangle of sadness was like... Your forehead? Yeah. Oh. I, Sometimes known as your 11s. Truly unclear. <laughs> they just sort of say it. And it's like, oh, and that's I'll tell the name you, of the movie. That's the, that's the one time <laughs> that phrase is mentioned. Yeah. Um, but from there, he, they, he goes to a fashion show. Where there's this big, big, glossy thing, and he he's sitting in a seat. Everything shifts, and now he doesn't have a seat, so he has to go sit in the back row. And then we find out that his girlfriend was one of the models walking in the show. She does her thing. He watches her, and then they go to dinner. And there's a very long, <laughs> very long bit of who is going to pay for the bill. And it's this commentary on like how in the modeling world women make yeah. significantly more money yeah. it's than a, than men do. And I, it when we talk about like the What's the girl's name? Yeah, 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 that's right. When we talk about the one of the commentaries is on gender roles. Yes. Right. And the way that he sort of flips that on his head, which is sort of an interesting way to do it too, although maybe a little uh chauvinistic in a way where instead of saying like you know the males wake way more than the women and there's a you know the wage gap and, and feminism and all that sort of stuff you flip it by showing in this industry the women actually make way more money than the men do and yet she's not picking up the check and her card doesn't go through and you know, she doesn't have enough cash on hand to pay for it. Yeah. And so he pays for it anyway, but she wasn't even intending to pay for it. She never even looked at the bill and this whole yeah. thing. They like have a fight at the restaurant about it and then her card gets declined and then he pays for it. And then they have a fight in the car about it. And then they go to the hotel and have a fight in the elevator about it. Which was a little funny as the door kept closing on them. <laughs> like again, like when the movie goes out of its way to make like an absurdist moment, there is a bit of fun in it. At least in the early portions, before we get way off the rails. But uh, you know, I like I was I was in on the movie still, even though this argument was going on way too long. And I'm like, what exactly is the point here? Like, I think we got it. Uh, you know, it it just goes on a bit too long, and then there's the the funny bit of the the elevator door keeps closing while he's trying to have an argument with his girlfriend. Um. In the final conversation they have in the hotel room, well, there is that one point where her whole angle is like, well, I don't reach out and pay for things because I need to know that I'm going to be taken care of. What if I get pregnant and I can't ever work again? I need to know that who I'm with is going to take care of me. And he's like, that's like, uh, okay. But then fast forward to their final conversation about this. Um, she reveals that she is absolutely extremely manipulative mm -hmm. and they have kind of come to an understanding that they are just together because it's good for business. Good for their Instagram followers. It's good for business. They, they both, you know, she's allowed to be an influencer and he's allowed to get, you know, because she, he's involved, his numbers go up. And eventually she also says that she just accept that she, she will be a trophy wife at the end of the day. Yeah. You know. And, you know, which, again, is a, 
an interesting look of like, oh, these are two very vapid, awful people, really. But they understand that they are. And it's like, okay, interesting. But that's where so the movie's broken up into three parts. And this is where that part one ends of part one, Carl and Yaya. And that part ends. We then jump indistinguishable amount of time forward um, to part two, the yacht. Yes. Where they're now on this super yacht, this you know exclusive luxury cruise with members of the elite of, of European society, mostly. Um, you have <laughs> a Russian uh, fertilizer oligarch who literally says he sells shit. And it's like, ah, pointed commentary. He sells shit. It doesn't matter what he sells. He's just selling his shit. Yeah. And he just makes money. Because he's an old white guy who's bad. Yeah, just entitled. Oh, there's a, there's a weapons manufacturer. Yeah. He him, makes money because he kills people. This guy and his wife people. are there introducing themselves. And she's like, my name is Clementine and this is so-and-so. We, in <laughs> very backwards way, they admit that they manufacture weapons. Oh, we engineer. Oh, what do you engineer? What do you manufacture? Yeah. Or manufacture, that's what it was. Uh, and oh, one of our most popular things are grenades. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, then there's a German couple where the woman had like a stroke or yeah. something. And she can understand people fine, but she can only say one word in, or one sentence in German because of yeah. how her the phrase condition. is up in the clouds. Yeah. I think it is. Um, there's also... <laughs> There's also the crew mm-hmm. um, led by this woman named Paula. Yes, Madam Paula. Um, I was rooting for her at the beginning, even though her little like money right. chant was <laughs> Well, really I think weird. that's the way they introduce it, because when we cut to the ship, we cut to the crew like preparing it, and they're sort of having this I talk got... of like, you know, the, the thing that we have to make the best for these people is the beginning of the cruise and the end of the cruise. And, you know, even if you have a shit time in between, that's Just all they're going to remember. Yes. And so like, you're kind of rooting for them. Cause you're like, you get put in their suit, their shoes and you say, Oh, these are the people that are going to get downtrodden by all these I, assholes it, that are going to be on this boat. And you want them to succeed. It flashed me back to my phase as a Bravo viewer of watching below deck, <laughs> which is pretty much a televised equivalent to this, which yeah. with like a bunch more drama, but it's, it does follow the the crew of of a boat catering to the wealthy. Yeah. Uh we also have Yarmo, a lonely tech millionaire, oh, millionaire. Yeah. Who's just there to like, I don't know, find his own trophy wife, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It you you go it, basically we take the time on the ship to show how all these people suck in various ways and they take advantage of crew members and uh yes and i think you see that carl carl is probably the one that's out of place because uh his girlfriend is like making eyes at like this uh worker that like takes off his shirt and smokes a cigarette and then he goes and tells someone like hey you know they the crew shouldn't be doing that and then that guy gets fired and you see carl like actually feeling bad like oh i didn't want that guy fired yeah. But that's him like realizing the power that the rich have over, you know, their their underlings, just the people that serve them. Um, was there any before before we get to the part where they are asked to take a swim? Was there anything that stood out in terms of the interactions with the crew? And because uh, this is, again, where we get kind of hit over the head with the the metaphors of the rich taking advantage of the people that work for them. I was really on board with with Paula for a good right. long time, especially on the boat. Cause we cut to her going to the captain's quarters right. and the captain has just been locked behind this door for forever. We assume he's just like drunken himself into an unfit state. And she's like trying to get him to come out and greet the guests and, and set the captain's dinner. And she's kind of the one freaking handling it and just keeping the wheels moving and so i was like yes okay 
she's going to be the one I'm going to put my horse behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, in, in meeting the captain, we meet, uh, Woody Harrelson. He's in this movie for a few minutes. Half hour, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, when you watch, the, I didn't see the trailer, but I knew that Woody Harrelson was in it. I think he's in like the little image that showed up on, on prime when we maybe. went to start it, I think. Um, uh, and so I was like, oh, Woody Harrelson in this movie. Oh, that, and I knew it was about something about a boat. I'm like, oh, he's the captain. He's probably important. He's not absolutely really, not. Not really in the movie, <laughs> which uh, maybe is a commentary of itself. Sure. I'm sure everything is. And that's beyond annoying. Anyway, uh, one of the. Um, uh, one of the wives of the Russian oligarch, the, the fertilizer guy, one of the wives. Uh, well, he has a wife. Is it his wife and then like a girlfriend? I don't know. He has two women there. With I him. don't know. An older woman. That's his, that's his, definitely his wife. She's in the spa and she's trying to get the, the crew to like, hey, you know, we you serve us all the time. Why don't you enjoy it? Come in the jump in the spa. And they're like, oh, no, we're there's I'm a, working for there's you. There's a great I, sequence I of that. That girl. Yeah. <laughs> she because she's not supposed to say no but she right. definitely should not be doing this paula said like just say, say yes, yes to everything if right they want an illegal substance say yes uh and so now it's like i want you to do something you're not supposed to do yeah and enjoy yourself and it's like oh <laughs> no i get I me mean, no yes no uh yes no and like okay th- that was interesting too because again we're like trying to push those boundaries a little bit but it, 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 we go back and forth with it. And eventually she gets the one person in. She's like, no, I want, I want all the crew to swim. And it's just like, all right. And then this sets up. I did up think the, it was kind of funny. They show the, the galley and they, they call down to the galley. Says the entire, the, the, I guess wants the entire crew to go for a swim off of the slide off the back. And he says, well, don't you know that if I do that, the food's going to be bad. And right. he's like, okay, hangs up. And like, we all have to go for a swim. And then they just go. None of them yeah, are go like, grab, Wait, Go what? grab your trunks. Why? Go yeah. do it. And at, when they said the food was going to be bad, I just figured like, oh, it wasn't going to be. It was, it, not that it was going to be sickness inducing. It was just going to be like, not good. But I don't know. I, I thought sickness inducing. Well, that leads up to uh, the captain's dinner. Where again the the ship is rocking every which direction at this point, and now they're all eating. We meet this woman, who is now for the second time. She she took her complaint to I think oh. the second in command. Yes, and then has now brought because her the complaint. The captain was locked in his room the whole day, yeah. so the the second she in command takes got her some complaint questions. to the the second in command, and he kind of dismisses her. So then. <laughs> She brings her complaint to the captain and she says, I noticed that the sails on this boat had a little bit of, dirty. A, of a gray tinge. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. She's like, well, I would like you to wash the sails. <laughs> like, which is a just like before we go into the response, what a fucking request. <laughs> Like, seriously? I can't be stood to look at these dirty sails while I'm on the sun deck. How dare you? Unbelievable. I wouldn't have pushed this lady overboard. And Captain Woody Harrelson just says, well, ma'am, this is a motorized vessel. We don't have any sail. <laughs> but she, again, insists. <laughs> insists that these sails be washed. And he's like, oh, we'll, we'll get on that for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll Great. throw it in the Maytag, ma'am. <laughs> So again, the <laughs> at this point, the food starts getting served, and of course, it's badly prepared seafood while the ship is rocking around. So inevitably, every single person, except for Carl and Yaya, because they weren't eating any of the food, because they explained earlier they're they're influencers; they have to stay in shape. They can't eat. And then, of course, the captain also didn't either because he doesn't like seafood. He got a cheeseburger he prepared, got a which burger. like you're the captain. <laughs> You do you, man. Flex, man. <laughs> uh, and as we detailed, vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. There's a baby Puke. crying. Ba- there's a baby crying. There's shit everywhere. The toilets are exploding because the ship is rocking back and forth. The exploding toilet water is now waving all over the hallways. Oh. And everybody is just uh, just 
it, this goes on and on and on and on and on. And then it continues into a drunken discussion between the captain and the Russian man, Dmitri, which again, hitting you over the head, like bludgeoning you to death with the metaphors of communism and capitalism and Marxism and Leninism. Yes, it's just like, oh my it. God, I get it. Get, I got it. They get into like a quote off. Right. They're like literally looking up quotes on their phone. Like some of them they, they remember initially and then they pull them up on their phone to like just go back. They and get into a quote off, which then like devolves into the two of them having some discussion in the captain's quarter. I wouldn't even call it a discussion. It was a hot mess, but they, they, they recorded have, a podcast. They have all of this <laughs> on the live mic that broadcasts to the entire ship. And at one point, you know, Dimitri yeah. gets on the mic and he's like, the ship is sinking. The ship is sinking. We're going down. All these scared all co- this- vomit and shit covered passengers. Like, they're already having a bad time and then you hear people talking about like political ideals and then and then the boat seat, like uh, holy crap uh, like this I'm telling you this is the point where I was just so fed up like I, I know that's pretty evident by uh, how I'm saying here but just like between the vomiting and all the other gross stuff and the rocking of the boat and then this stuff going back and forth it's like i got it 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 all was you're 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 literally suffocating me with this and thankfully we pivot to the the twist right here in that um there are some pirates nearby Mm -hmm. (laughs) who Throw a grenade onto the ship. Right at the feet of Clementine and Winston. The, the, <laughs> the weapons manufacturers. She, oh, she picks one up and goes, oh, hey, look, is this one of ours? And Winston's like, holy shit. Realizing that the boom. pin has been pulled out. and yeah, Boom. Boom. Cut to black. Part three. Now we're on an island. The island. The interesting part of the, like, again, if, if they had cut these first two parts into half hour, where you sort of set up Carling Yaya, and you set up, like, these awful rich people, and you just sort of, like, give little crumbs of setting up characters, and then the inciting incident is the pirates take over the ship and they crash. Which they don't even show. Which they don't. Right. That's in the, in the cut to black. I, I just... I think this movie would have been infinitely more interesting if they had done that. Because I think all these things that they're trying to comment on, you could establish that these are all rich people who are awful and that they need to be taken down. And then you get to the island and you flip all of that to flip the power dynamics and and show this, you know, what humans do when they're given power and that sort of thing. I think that all could have been done a little bit more elegantly if you get rid of the Long, cringy conversation about the check. The long, the overdrawn... Modeling. Yeah, the, the long, overdrawn vomiting sequences. Just, like, get rid of all of it. it you can, Maybe even 45 minutes. And then just inciting incident of, of the, the island. Where our group of survivors are Carl and Yaya. Uh, Dimitri, the, the Russian oligarch. Uh, Therese, who is the... Um, uh, Paralyzed woman with the stroke. Uh, Yarmo, the uh, kind of creepy billionaire guy who tried to hit on some of the girls earlier. But he's the tech guy. Yeah. Um, a ship mechanic who, because he's black, the Russian guy tries to say he's one of the pirates that attacked the ship. Um, Paula. And then a cleaning lady, uh, Abigail. Now, everybody else was on like a life raft or somehow got to the shore of the island. Um, Abigail arrives in one of the lifeboats that has all the supplies and the food and the water. So again, to do your commentary bit, the people that were rich and in power now all of a sudden have nothing, but Abigail, the lonely cleaning lady that literally was scrubbing the vomit and the shit off the floor before the boat got attacked. Yeah. She is now the one that's in charge. Because not only does she have all the supplies, but she knows how to hunt for fish. She knows how to light a fire. She knows how to survive on what they believe is a deserted island. 
<laughs> yep, that's correct. And she the the balance of power kind of happens pretty quickly. She manages to, or I don't know if it's even her. Someone manages to get like an octopus from. It's, yeah, it's her. And so yeah. she lights a fire. She prepares the food with some supplies and whatever that she has. And then she divvies it all up and she's like, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. Half the food goes to her. Half of the food goes to her. And that's her sort of like implementing this quite literally, I'm the captain now kind of yeah. energy. She Doesn't she literally say like, yeah. I'm the captain? Yeah. I, I, I Again, I thought we were going to do like a, are we parodying this right now sort no, of thing? No, but, but it, that's literally what it was. And it was a very, it was a very interesting dynamic. and. Also, uh, where my girl Paula <laughs> lost her wings. Well, well, Paula was very funny because it, in my head, too, I thought, okay, this is if we're going to do the absurdist comedy bit here. I kept remembering the beginning of the, the boat part where she says, as long as the beginning and the end are good, even all the shit that happens in the middle, which certainly there has been a lot. Will be good. So she's there, like passing them. Out. Oh, here you go. Oh, do you need one? Here's, you know, like yeah. She's still, she's she's still got still her switch working. flipped on. Yeah, she's still on the clock. She's still servicing these guests. Yeah, and it's <laughs> Even and they're on a dessert. Abigail's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I I got the food. I made the food. I made the fire. I have all the supplies. I brought those. I'm in charge. Yep. And this turns into the again. The commenting on the power dynamics of like, she starts to go too far in terms of now that she's the one in control. Well, of course, basically showing whoever has the power is or the 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 always um, off quoted maxim of absolute power corrupts absolutely right. Where no matter who you are, you may have a good heart, but the only people that are doing things righteously are the people that are fighting for their lives and the people that have everything. Just discard people and discard. They don't. They don't think about all that. Um. So one of her acts of power is now that she's in charge. She wants to have a little, uh, a little friend in her boat. Yeah. She. She. I think. I don't think it happens on the first night. No. It's like the. It's. It's unclear how long they're there. But. But it. It happens a little bit later. Eventually, she recruits. Um. Carl to stay in the lifeboat with her because she's the only one who gets to sleep in the manufactured bed in the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Um, and she invites Carl to come in and uh, wields her power in the in that way. She right. She they basically she, when, when, when she's are passing like out the up. food. Like she kind of lays this out when she's passing out the food. She calls him cutie pie. Yeah, throws him a bit of the octopus. Yeah, and they become there's a sexual relationship. That goes forward where Carl gets the benefits of special privileges by sleeping in the boat. He gets some food that he's able to bring over to Yaya occasionally. Um, Yaya grows jealous. Because, again, this is something that's sort of teased in that uh, spot by the, um, by the pool on the boat when Yaya looks at the man. And it, she's basically outlining that there's a double standard of, like, she can look at these guys and do whatever she wants, but he can't. Yeah. And now that he's in the position where he has someone actually lusting over him, she's now the one that's getting jealous and making it a, a problem. Yeah. And she tries to kind of flip that on its head by like uh kissing tech guy in front of everybody. Yeah. I don't think that it didn't work. <laughs> didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. Um eventually again we're we're on this island for it. Uh, indiscriminate amount of time you sort of again get the power balances but these people are sort of making a bond with each other and that's kind of yeah that was a little accepting their fate is probably a way to phrase that uh at one point uh therese the 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 paralyzed woman sitting in her raft she i I thought it was just a hallucination from like you know island sickness of a man (laughs) coming up and like singing a song and he's selling all these like tourist trinkets like anybody that's been on some sort of cruise or been to like any of these resort destinations, whether it's in Mexico or other parts of the Caribbean or whatever, you know, the guys that are out there selling the hats and the sunglasses and like the knockoff watches and bags. Yeah. 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 Um, and 
she has a conversation with him. She's trying to explain like what the problem is. And he can't understand her because she's only speaking the one German phrase. So he goes off. So at, at then you're sort of you're trying to of believe of tipped is this a off, like where, did, you know, assuming it's not a hallucination, which I did not think it was like, where did this guy come from? Right. Where did he get this stuff from? What's going on on this island? They, how deserted are they? Well, this is this is my problem with this part. The 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 ultimate reveal of they're not on a desert island. They're on a resort island. If a boat was attacked and exploded by pirates close enough for them to go to shore, this wasn't noticed by anybody at the resort. Don't pull on the thread. If they're on a resort, they wouldn't have been spotted at some point. Because Dimitri, the, the Russian guy, grows a full beard that gets shaved off at one point. How Again, I don't know how long they're there. But it, I mean, it just seems they like they would have been found at some point. If they, if, if those, if, maybe they did and they just assumed that everybody on board died. So they didn't do anything. I don't know. I, this, I, I just, that was one of the things when it came to the actual... Because everything else is pretty like good, but when it came to that point, I was like, uh, "What?" Just don't pull on. Relax your triangle no. and don't pull on the thread. This movie invented my triangle. <laughs> I I didn't have one That's, before. Okay, I was telling you about that after because I was, I was thinking about that phrase that gets said way at the beginning, back when we were at the modeling cattle call, and then, you know, thinking about that phrase because I'd never actually <laughs> heard it before. And every time that would pop into my head of relax your triangle of sadness, I realized that my brow was quite furrowed because I'm looking at this movie like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're right. It's, it's just this movie is very much a what is what is going on? Because I, I said it, it takes two thirds of this movie for something to like happen with a story nothing is there's no yeah. story in the first part of the movie yeah Eventually we go make from one, like but... like shitty rom-com to below deck to yeah. lord of the flies and that's when it actually is is pretty interesting like if it was about the two of these models like going through the modeling world trying to find their okay that's yeah. a fine movie on its own if it was about an awful day at sea. <laughs> sure. That, that can be a movie too. Like that could be its own absurdist comedy. And then the end here of like the actual social commentary on class and structure. Like that's interesting. I just don't feel, I don't feel like this movie works as a whole together, but maybe that's just me. Not, I don't get it. I get it. But yeah. Um, so once we get the, 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 the guy with the sunglasses and all that, we then cut to Yaya wants to go on a hike. She wants to go up on the mountain and see what's on the other side of this island, which, again, if you're on a desert island, like the first, if, if anybody's seen Castaway, one of the first things Tom Hanks does is climb to the top of the mountain to see what's going on on this island, to find out if it's truly deserted. If you're on a deserted island, go to a high point. See if you can see anything like a resort. Well, it's I think it's established that none of these people are smart or capable. Yeah, I guess that's, that's, so it that's takes, true. It takes a while for those those survival instincts to kick in. Yeah. Um, so Yaya says she's going to go to a hike. She asks for the backpack that has some of the supplies. From Abigail, again, while they're in the lifeboat the with her, <laughs> literally the love boat. Yeah. Um, and uh, Abigail goes with her and they go on this long hike and. They eventually come down the other side and they find an elevator <laughs> and some beach chairs and they discover, well, we're on a resort and. Yaya is just sits down on the beach and Ab it's like, okay, well let's, let's go in and, and you know, we can go rescue everybody. And Abigail says, Oh, give me a second. I gotta go pee. She goes behind a rock. <laughs> Yaya is just staring out at the water. Uh, and Abigail slowly creeps up well, with, a, with a big rock in her hands. Yeah. Because Abigail realizes now that they can be rescued and everything's going to go back to normal and she's going to lose this upper hand that she has. So in carrying that rock, she's going to bludgeon Yaya with it because 
She wants to maintain this level of power that she did not have before, and she'll have to go back to scrubbing vomit out of a carpet. And Yaya even under Yaya knows she like you just see Do the you back. Think so? She you just see the back of her head, and Yaya says like you know Abigail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know when we get back, you can be my assistant, which is just a thing of like. So even through all this, you're you're definitely not equal. You can go back and the best you she can hope for because even Dimitri offers to like uh, pay her off and like for for snacks and stuff early on yeah of like hey you know when we get out of this you can you know you can work for me and and all that sort of stuff and you'll be you'll be set for life uh and so we cut from Yaya sitting on the beach again we don't see her face Abigail's holding the rock trying to make the decision of what she's going to do then we cut to Carl who's now sprinting through the the jungle yeah. And then we cut to black. And then it ends. What do you think of that ending? This has been a trend in yeah. some movies that we've seen where it's just like, you know, you cut it off and it's like, oh, leave it up to the viewer to interpret what happened. Here's an idea. End your movie. Yeah. Write we, an I ending. I think we saw a tweet afterward that was like, I'm not the director. Yeah. I'm not the screen. I'm not the person who's supposed to make this decision. You finish it. Yeah. <laughs> you did this because you couldn't decide how to end it. You have you all these it. ideas of satire and commentary and society and gender roles and uh, trying to write all these comedies. And again, you've overwritten this movie to hell. It's a best original screenplay that doesn't really end. It just leaves everything open, which, yes, can be an artistic choice. Sure. And maybe it's just, you know, I can't fault this movie for don't worry darlings sins you know <laughs> but like it's frustrating when this has been somewhat of a recent thing with some some movies and so and the and the thing that's frustrating to me too is when a movie ends like that and it's like well there's there's clearly two ways to go about this like you don't it's not like this oh i wonder what either abigail killed yaya and carl comes I guess there's some interpretation whether Carl is running towards them or away from them is something I saw. It It seemed like he was running towards them to me. Before Yaya goes on the hike, they're having a conversation. uh, Carl and Abigail are having a conversation in the boat about like, we can't string Yaya along anymore because she knows what we're doing. The whole island knows what we're doing. So let's just like, let me go end things with her and then we'll just, be together and um so i think that leads into the possibility that maybe carl like knew yeah that yaya was gonna or not yaya abigail was gonna do something right well that's or, like, that's was the... running to go stop them or be with them or what Ugh. that's where the question comes in is is he running towards them because he knows oh i need to stop this or is he running away because he saw what happened and now needs to tell the others? That's where that. In- I it looked to me based on like the scenery because we just saw them walking through that same. It, yeah, he was running that towards direction. them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, either Yaya, either Abigail doesn't kill Yaya and they go back to life, or Abigail does kill Yaya and they all eventually go back to life and Abigail is a murderer. Like I. I don't know what interesting point you're trying to make here by not 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 making a choice as yeah. the director here. Yeah. To no, not show I agree that. With that. Absolutely. It, it's one thing where where like a movie ends where it's like, "Oh, what what happened? Did you know, it did, what did it lead to?" Like Don't worry, darling is frustrating how it ends because there's literally like so many things you just didn't choose to answer. <laughs> Whereas this is you have one thing to answer and you just decided not to show us because art yeah I- interesting or artistic choice if you had to end it how would you end it um i think i think abigail wouldn't do it yeah, I think I like I think I think she wouldn't do it. They would all they would, you know, they would go into the elevator and find the resort and everything would 
Yeah. What the balance of power would flip back to the way it was, not necessarily back to normal, because it's some, how it is shouldn't be normal, but just it would flip. It would. It would. Yeah. Flip. And if anything, you know, uh, because of the influence that Yaya or all them have, you could tell Abigail's story and make her some sort of like folk hero of. Hey, we crash landed on this island full of rich people and celebrities, but this this worker, she saved us. And I think things would turn out fine for everybody ultimately. Like I I don't know. I just I just don't I don't like I don't like the choice. I w- I, I wish he would have just figured out an ending rather yeah. than cutting it. Is my ultimate yeah. view. I think the problem with that is that it it reminds me of the ending of Parasite. Yeah. Like how that family like faked their way into like some kind of status, but at the end of it all, they still wound up in their shitty little house all cooped up that's like flooding because of the rain. So like, yeah, even if Abigail does come out on come out on the other side of this as like some hero that like saved the survivors of this crazy pirate. um thing the boat seizure like (laughs) it's only gonna last for so long yeah again i think the other thing that frustrated me i was already so frustrated with the movie (laughs) and for it to end like that was just like all right screw you i you 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 gave me some goodwill because of how the the part the third part of this movie is is done and you decided to do a, a bullshit artistic choice to yeah. take away that goodwill that I had had for you. I don't to 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 summarize, I don't like this movie. And what? Yeah, I I just I don't like I it. I had no I, idea. It's it thinks in the in a similar way to Don't Worry Darling, it thinks a lot of itself. It thinks that it's doing something really interesting and making these choices and making you think and et cetera, et cetera. And like, I don't know, man. It's 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 a half step. It's not a half step. It's like two steps too clever for itself. Pull back a little bit. Not not to make it like not dumb down your concept, you know, but you can you can talk yourself into too much of a loop of doing these things where it's just it's for everyone to give themselves a pat on the back for doing such a good job and it's like I, okay. Cool. Well, let's just keep in mind that plenty of people liked it. Enough people to nominate for best picture. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Triangle of Sadness. Are you sad now? I'm a little sad. A little I need a taco. Can you relax your triangle of sadness? This like between your eyebrows here. Okay. A little bit more. So that was Triangle of Sadness. Um, ultimately it's not a recommendation for me. <laughs> I just don't think anyone should waste their time. I like, there's a lot that there's the, the movie is very long and it takes a long time to get what it needs to say across. And ultimately I just don't like the, I don't like the choices they made in making this movie. Do you recommend it for people? Uh, Unless they have a very specific need. Like if they said, I don't know what to watch. What are, well, what are you into? Yeah. I like satire. Okay, there you go. Sure, give it a shot. <laughs> um, when it comes to our best picture rankings, we've now seen seven of the nominees. We're uh, so close. We're, we're working our way through. So again, just to recap, we have seen All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Top Gun, Maverick, and now Triangle of Sadness. Still left to go are the Fablemans, Tar, and Women Talking. Do you have any? Well, obviously we're gonna we gotta put this in there for the rankings. But do you have any major changes about rankings since the last time? No. How would you put these? <laughs> how would you put these together as of now? I still have everything everywhere and um, Banshees at the top. Uh, All Quiet is up there too. And then everything else that we've seen is down at the bottom. 
Yeah. So it's, uh, I think in terms of its best picture nominee ranking status, it's higher than certain things, even though I don't like the movie in terms of like what would win a best picture. It is higher than some things, but because I don't like it, it's it's still not higher than. I'm trying to think of what things. my lowest is. So the way that I have it right now is uh, Avatar, Elvis. Oh, from bottom to top. Bottom to top, yeah. <laughs> Avatar, Elvis. Do I think this is a better Best Picture nominee than All Quiet on the Western Front? No. So I'd go Avatar, Elvis, All Quiet, Top Gun, um, Banshees, or everything. Top Gun over All Quiet on the Western. Yeah, we did that. We we I established that last time. I clearly forgot it because it's so absurd. I just from like a a a, it was the best movie experience anyone had that year. Thing, I think I think that means something to people. I really do. Yeah, that's a very overgeneralized statement, though. You're literally speaking for everyone that's seen a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Everything Everywhere, and as, as mentioned on the last podcast, Banshees is my favorite movie of last of, of the film year 2022, so it's, it's my, my number one. Another donkey in this one. We didn't talk about the oh, donkey. Oh, yeah, they, there was a donkey that got hit Another over. dead donkey. Yeah. <laughs> that was painful. Yeah. Again, I we don't have to backtrack. That was just in there for laughs. Yeah, that that didn't really have a. Meaning, I guess did I don't it? Know. I don't know. Maybe it did. Um. So yeah, we're we're just about a week out from uh, from the ninety fifth annual Academy Awards. Do you have any other uh, big thoughts ahead of the show, or yeah. just in regards to the the awards, the nominees, the, the nominees, anything? I I don't know. Not, I, I get the need for an interesting show and I I worry that it's going to be it's going to be like Golden Globes level boring. It's going to be so blasé because of the dramatics that happened last year. Yeah. They're going to be like absolutely not. There's going to be like security between the stage and the audience. Well, Jimmy Kimmel is the host. Was the last time he hosted the Moonlight La La Land show? God, I think so. I think it was. That's horrible. Um, <laughs> he'll be fine. Um, I just, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's, I don't think it's going to blow anyone away because it, the, these shows just don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Even if you like these kinds of things, it's not like, oh my God, that was a great Oscar. It's never like that. But I, I do worry that they're going to overcorrect and just dull it down too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, because they're, are they, they're cutting down on the musical performances or no? I don't, I haven't heard that. I don't know. Um, Rihanna's going to be there. That's going to be pretty sick. Yeah. No, can't. I mean, based on the Super Bowl show, I let Rihanna do whatever she wants. Yeah, upset all the old white people. <laughs> I, I, I won. I just, man, I don't know about if that song is going to win or not. I think they just. I mean, it's good to have Rihanna at the show, but um, we haven't seen most of the songs, have we? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Because we. I mean, we haven't seen RRR, which is what won the Golden Globe. So. That one wasn't nominated, though, was it? No, but it was not. The song was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, we've mentioned some of the movies. I, I want to try to get Creed 3 in. I don't know if I'll have the time between now and the Oscars. There was something else coming out that I was like, I thought was coming soon. Mario. Uh, well, When's Mario coming? Mario is in April. Yeah, that's got, pretty soon. It got moved up from a Friday release date to a Wednesday release date on April 5th. Okay. Um, Shazam comes out this month. Oh, God. Get to dive back into the DCU. 
I, I've said this before, and I will absolutely repeat it. I'm so excited for Shazam to come out if it means I don't have to see that goddamn trailer anymore. <laughs> well, you've seen a different one now. We've I don't care. We've seen a tra- tra- uh, bleh. we've seen a trailer for Shazam for like 18 months or something. I don't. This is crazy. Well, yeah, because all the all the Warner Brothers stuff got pushed. Yeah, of, but like you know, all the crap that happened so last year. It's so irritating. Just put a pin in your marketing because you just you, it's overdone. Yeah. The only thing saving that trailer is that the song choice was excellent. Yeah. But even that's kind of wearing thin right now. <laughs> But yeah, that comes out March 17th, so a week after uh, the Oscars. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a lull before the um, April, May, and then the summer onslaught. So we're getting we're getting these Best Picture nominees in. We'll get them in before the show for sure. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, a.z underscore movie review. Twitter, a underscore z underscore movie review. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, subscribe, rate, Go review. listen to all these things. Get ready for the Oscars. Oscars are, like, the Oscars are more fun if you know what's going on. Yeah. And if you can take some time to maybe not watch all the movies, but at least listen to us bumble our way through the movies. <laughs> I think you'll have a better time come Oscar night. Agreed. Maybe we'll even, the, some of the local theaters are playing these shorts and, Maybe I'll take a long lunch and go watch them one of these days. Go take days. a long lunch and drive all the way to Long Beach to watch those? No, they were playing in... Oh, that's right. Yeah. It okay. uh, looking to go. Wow. Anyway. Until then, see you at the movies. <laughs>